To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. The new police tactical response model is to be rolled out all over the country. This is the idea of doubling tactical training on frontline staff from three and a half to seven and a half days a year. Changes to deployments and the introduction of offender prevention and tactical dog teams. Model of uh, previously trialled, as I'm sure you're aware, in Northland Counties, Manukau, Waikato and Central. The Police Commissioner, Andrew Costa, is with us. Very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Was it a hit? Oh, look, it's been a hit with our staff. Uh, certainly the training is um, proving to be invaluable, even you know, in that incident 10 days ago up in Henderson where Nascimbus started firing at police. I've spoken with a number of the staff involved and they all reflected on the benefit of the training they're now receiving in dealing with a situation like that. So there is a tangible advantage and improvement in the way we police because of this? Absolutely. The training in particular focuses on scenarios that are the common things that we would expect to to pop up presenting a risk to frontline safety. In the past, our training has tended to focus more on how to use a firearm, a taser, handcuffs, etc. This is about the practical application of tactics in those real-life situations. Okay, the tactical training has gone from three and a half, as I said, to seven and a half. Does that indicate you weren't training enough? Yeah, look, I, I think it's fair to say, Mike, that our training hadn't kept pace with the environment that we are dealing with, and this put that right, uh, and and some. So we need to keep reviewing it, but we're really happy with where that training's got us now. Now, I, 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 my family's had an incident, and I don't want to bring this and spring it on you, and it's not a scandal or anything, but just to give you an insight, mm. and I happen to know the situation, uh, was involved in an incident in downtown Auckland recently where the police, it has been shown, didn't react particularly well because it was suggested they didn't know what they were doing. They were young, they were new, and they sort of semi-panicked. How much of that is real and happens on an ongoing basis, and is it of a concern to you? Look, I'm really confident and proud of our people on the front line and the work that they do. Um, Clearly, the situations that we deal with uh, can be very dynamic and um, they won't always go perfectly. And one of the key things out of this training is that they debrief uh, together as a team after these things to learn from it, work out what they can do better. So I'm very confident with both the people we're bringing through and the way we're equipping them for the difficult work that they do. Okay. Also, in related to the same event, uh, the police statement took well in excess of two hours is that a problem potentially in dealing with crime? Because some people are going to go, I don't have time for this nonsense. This is ridiculous. Sorry, Mike, what took more than two hours? Statement. I'm, I'm not sure which statement you're referring to there. So in, 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 the, crime, in the crime I'm talking about that uh, my family has been involved in, the, oh, sorry, yes. the I, police yep, statement yep. took <laughs> in excess of two hours. Is that normal? Right. And, yeah. and, and is that a problem with some people coming forward and going, I don't have the time or the inclination, therefore some stuff you, you give up? Oh, look, I think most people when they're involved in a serious um, incident understand that if, if they want police to be able to act on it, we need to have the evidence captured in a way we can use it in court. Um, sometimes that does take a while. Two hours is a, is a fairly long time, I accept, but... Um, you know, in the end, if we want to put these things in front of the court system and have them dealt with well, then we need to do that appropriately. Right. The gang bill, we had Kerry Ellen on the programme yesterday, the extension or the amendment to the gang bill they've passed so you can go after them on earnings more than you have done. Is that material mm. for you? Is that going to be an improvement? 
Yeah, that's absolutely the shift of onus around proving uh, where wealth came from is a, a dramatic step, um, and it will make it much easier for us to go after those assets that uh, we find offenders with. Um, also, you know, the ability to seize cash found in suspicious circumstances, it, it just um, tips the balance in a way where we will be able to do uh, a lot more of that a lot more confidently. Would you like more legal support, or have you got all you need? I mean, these things are always a really delicate balance between, um, I suppose, what's appropriate in a free country and and police powers. Uh, ultimately, Parliament takes those decisions, but we're really pleased with the step forward in that, uh, those latest amendments. OK. Since I've last talked to you, uh, we've got some crime stats out. Total victimisations increased 46%, serious assaults 140%. Are you losing the battle? No, we're not. Um, there are a couple of things that play into that. The first is... Family harm and the reporting of that um, has been on an increasing trajectory and there's a lot of serious harm that's in there that's been unreported and the more we see of it, the better. Um, Also, we need to be realistic that COVID has uh, significantly disrupted a range of things and frankly, people are angrier and they are um, less patient than they were and that plays into our business in a range of ways. I think that's temporary, but um, we have been through a difficult period. Are you being hampered by the justice system given imprisonment sentences are down 45%? Yeah, the, the court system and, and how to deal with offending is, um, you know, it's complex. It's for ultimately for the judiciary to take those calls. Um, the balance we need to strike is that the people who are going to inflict ongoing harm in the community are appropriately dealt with, and most often that will mean in custody. Um, but the, the people who are actually able to be helped and put back on a better path are. And so that's what we look for. See, this is where I I can understand the ideology behind it, because what I know is that the imprisonment sentences, as I've told you, fell 45%. The prison population has been reduced by 30%. The crime rate is up. The two are directly connected. The moment you don't put somebody in jail, they commit the crime, hence the crime rate's up. Look, that's certainly true of of some people. And I think where we're trying to get to in the police response, being smart on crime, so... For the situation in front of us, what's the response that's going to prevent crime and harm? And that might be imprisonment or it might be rehabilitation. Um, Those calls have to be made carefully because there are consequences if we get it wrong. Do you feel sorry for Stuart Nash? Oh, look, I've always had a very positive relationship with uh, Minister Nash and he uh, has been a great supporter of police. Um, Obviously, you know, it's a range of things have played out that have made that untenable, but from a police perspective, um, he's, he's been, you know, good to us. Did you ever push back when he asked you to do stuff? Yeah, look, I, I um, expect that there will always be a degree of rigour in the relationship between officials and, and ministers, and I've always been really clear about where those lines sit and quite confident to push back where required. And did he accept that pushback or did he keep calling you? Um, no, look, I mean, if we take the example of, of the case that he phoned me about, as I've, I've said, it, I, I received that as venting on a case. I felt no pressure and I didn't do anything as a consequence of the call. So it wasn't a situation where um, I was being you know, persistently pressured by anything. Do other ministers ring you? Oh, from time to time, I'll have contact with um, with politicians, but, but it's pretty rare, to be honest. I think um, there's a, a good understanding of where police sit and... Um, you know, we we well respect. I think. For and what do they ring do you about specific cases or just for a general chinwag? Oh, it's, it'll usually be about um, an electorate issue or 
you know, that kind of thing. It's my contact with the MPs is pretty infrequent, and it's more likely that I'll, I'll bump into someone at an event, um, you know, as, as you do. But I, I really don't receive a lot of contact. We've had OIA requests um, about that, and I'll be releasing, you know, what text messages. Yeah. I have, but they're few and far between. But do when they contact you on behalf of electorate issues, is that legit that they would come directly to the police commissioner on behalf of anybody? Oh, I, look, I think it's often more an incidental conversation that would occur. And, you know, there's absolutely no problem with people raising concerns, including politicians, where it crosses the line as, as if it's trying to apply pressure on the way um, police yeah. Deploys on prosecution, on investigation, but um, in the end, our elected representatives speak for the public who elected them, and so we need to be attentive to the issues that are concerning them and manage those appropriately. Appreciate your time as always, Police Commissioner Andrew Costa. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.